0: minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people
1: our planet
0: with envious eyes each of us when separated is always looking for our other half and the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love heart perception
1: will change everything freedom is the privilege to be right freedom from the disasters of our mistakes
2: Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, as always, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media by searching facebook.com forward slash the secret Teachings and t-s-t underscore underscore radio on Twitter. Our archive is on the website if you missed last night's broadcast or any of our previous broadcasts, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Pacific Time, here on Ground Zero Radio after Clyde Lewis. That archive has also a private RSS feed that you can plug into your player so that you can take the show with you. If you listen to radio players or podcast players, especially if you listen to Apple, scroll down to the bottom of the show. And if you're having trouble loading the show, just search for it again. I promise you it's all posted, the most recent episodes. And leave us a review if you have just a moment. Let us and other people know what you think of the show, and that will really help us. It will really help grow the show. And uh, the reason that we might not have so many reviews on there right now is because we actually got removed and then had to be resubmitted to Apple, even though we've been on air now for, well, over a decade. We've been on air for a very, very long time, so... Please leave us a review if you have a moment. And if you have the means and you'd like to support this show, we have a subscription service. You subscribe to the archive. You get access to all the shows. You get early access to the shows in the day. So before this late night slot, you'll get early access to the show. You'll also get access to all of the montages that we make and play, and you'll get access to read and download The books I've written, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy. You can also grab a copy of those separately on the website. When you support this show, you keep us on air Monday through Friday, and you do that through subscriptions and through purchasing one of those books. We also have affiliate sponsors like Pro One Water Filters and Transistor.fm, which hosts our archives. So if you're just starting out podcasting radio, It's a really great service to use. It's like $19 a month, so it's a pretty good deal, especially if you're just beginning in uh, your podcast or radio career. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info. I read a really interesting poll last night that suggests fewer Americans believe in God than ever before. And when I read the number... It was somewhere around the 80 percentile mark. I was a little bit surprised, not that fewer Americans believe in God than ever before, but that approximately, according to a Gallup poll, 81% of Americans say they believe in God, which is considered the lowest figure ever recorded. I was more surprised by the number of people who still believe in God. I didn't realize, and I I understand that this is just a poll, I didn't realize that God was so popular. Maybe I'm naive, but I didn't realize that over three-quarters of the country believes in God. Now, whatever that means is up to personal interpretation. It's up to the individual to decide what exactly is God. Because if you ask me, and I could ask you, do you believe in God? I could ask myself that question. Ryan, do you believe in God? I really don't know what that question means because I think it has an implication depending on who's asking it. And of course, there's a further implication depending on how the individual who's being asked defines God. So let me tell you how I define God. I define God as an energetic force. Call it divine because it's not physical, but it works through the physical world. I consider God to be morality, balance, ethics, virtue, objectivity, reason. It's an old Greek and I believe even Roman view of what God is. God is reason. God is logic. In essence, God is mathematics. God is geometry. God is the the deity that sits above everything the world, and measures it on a compass. God is the architect of the universe. So God is a lot of things. To me, God is philosophy. God is geometry. God is math. God is magic because the practice of magic in terms of willing your intention in line with the cycles and the processes of nature is to come into contact with the divine, usually through your higher self or your guardian angel, depending on what sect you come from, and you believe that there is a higher power, regardless of what that higher power is, be that in Freemasonry or in the Order of the Golden Dawn or whatever order, whatever secret society, whatever personal belief you have. To me, that's what God is. Now, I know that to somebody who is, let's say, Christian, that might be a very offensive definition of God. It might be a very offensive definition of God. It might likewise be offensive or untasteful to a Muslim or to, uh, to a Jewish person or to, um, to, I mean, perhaps even to a Buddhist. I, I don't know what people believe. This is what I believe, or at least this is how I define God. Now, 81% of Americans still believe in God, according to this Gallup poll, but it's the lowest percentage ever recorded. A study was produced. It was conducted last month, 2022. And it goes across all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. And it shows that in all 50 states, faith is waning among Americans. Younger people in particular seem to have even less faith. And this is not my opinion. This is not my political view. This is according to the Gallup poll. Younger people and those on the, quote, left were most likely to say that they did not believe in God in comparison with results going back to 2013. According to the author of the study, quote, belief in God has fallen the most in recent years among young adults and people on the left of the political spectrum, liberals and Democrats. Those who identified as Democrats showed a 12% drop in their belief in God, while those aged 18 to 29 represented the second biggest drop in faith with a 10% fall in belief in God since 2013-2017. Now, I find that interesting because those that are on the political left also tend in other studies and also, I believe, quite evidently, circumstantially, you can see it, that people on the left tend to be proponents of the paranormal. They tend to be proponents of ghosts and strange Art Bell stories. They're proponents of UFOs and UAPs actually got reported on Twitter uh, about 48 hours ago because I got into, a, 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 I guess, a debate or some might see it as an argument with a guy named Greg Black, who's uh, apparently or supposedly an award-winning UFO journalist or paranormal investigator or something to that effect. And he he threatens me and he calls me names and then he reports my tweet because I offered for him to come on the show and debate his points about UFOs and other political things, and instead of taking, you know, the invite, he calls me names, threatens me, and then reports my tweet, and then I get actually I get suspended from Twitter because of that, and um, I find that to be the norm. In fact, I did a show called "The Politics of Disclosure" a couple of months ago, and I talked about how it, it's weird that Republicans tend to believe in in God whatever that God is this divine energetic force Democrats tend to not believe in God but they believe in the paranormal and I have an issue with both sides refusing to acknowledge that belief in the paranormal and likewise belief in God is belief in God and belief in the paranormal in fact in this Gallup poll Responders who identified as being on the right of the political divide were essentially unchanged in their belief in God. More than half of this group, 54%, also thought God listened to their prayers and intervened in comparison with 32% of Democrats who believed in God. In other words, Republicans tend to believe that not only is God real, but that God listens to prayers and actually intervenes in your life. Now, I also believe that I just might not define God in the same way. I believe that paying attention to natural cycles, I believe paying attention to patterns, numerology, what we call synchronicity or synchromysticism, I believe that these things are indicative of a higher force, higher energy, higher power, something not material, non-corporeal, something that is beyond the physical. You can call that God. You can call that an angel. You can call that a spirit. You can call that whatever you want to call it. That's what I believe. And I know based on personal experience that a lot of people I know who believe in God don't like that definition because everything has to just be G-O-D, God. It can't be a more balanced definition of what what that name might mean or what that name uh, might imply. So Republicans tend to be according to Gallup, a Gallup poll, more likely to believe that God exists and more likely to believe that God listens to their prayers and then also, furthermore, intervenes in those prayers. Now, to me, that sounds very paranormal. Now, I don't know if you've read anything from the Bible, but if you read the Bible, the Bible is filled with dream interpretation, spirits, resurrection, and so on and so forth. And it's either one way or the other, or it's both. It's either the Bible is filled with these paranormal, abnormal, bizarre things that are arguably very easily defined as paranormal or as supernatural or as occult, or it's a metaphor. So it's either one or the other, or it's both. It can't just be the truth. That's a cop-out. I mean, if you read the book of Matthew, the the book of Matthew says that the tombs were opened and that bodies of saints who had fallen asleep were raised. People were raised from tombs. People were raised from the grave. Lazarus was risen from the grave. And And some say that's a metaphor. Some say that's literal. Some say... That's not supernatural. That's not paranormal. The Bible is one of the most supernatural paranormal texts ever written. Go to the book of Luke. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. They talk about spirits all throughout the Bible. Uh, There's even mention of ghosts in the Bible. It's just, they're not the ghosts you're thinking of. Um, A lot of references in the Bible say, I shall give up the ghost. that. Is an old phrase that means to quit working or to 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 not to choose not to live anymore or to you know have fulfilled your your lifely duty, your goals, and 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 now you're ready to move on. But the Bible is filled with paranormal things, or resurrecting people from the dead, and spirits and ghosts and supernatural phenomena, and for some reason that's all just sort of glossed over and. People that hold the Bible as the truth don't want to talk about it. Now, on the other side, the Democrats who tend to, according to Gallup, not believe in God at the same rate as Republicans and not believe that if they do believe in God, God is going to listen to their prayers and then intervene on their behalf. Democrats tend to not only believe in sometimes the opposite of God, Like, Democrats tend to be more atheistic in their approach to to spirituality. Democrats also tend to be, and this is not in the Gallup poll, Democrats tend to be, based on circumstantial evidence and empirical evidence, more interested in the occult and the paranormal. Now, if you want really easy, hard proof of this, go to a local bookstore, and usually you find that local bookstores are very left-leaning, very blue And they prominently display everything from Aleister Crowley to brand new texts on magic and spells and binding procedures and herbs and aromas. and I mean, left-leaning people tend to be very, very invested in the occult, very invested in ufology, very invested in well, pretty much anything that is not conservative, that is not Christian, that is not, that is not divine in, in, the, in the religious sense. So I, I think about that. On the right, you have people that believe in God, although the numbers are, are waning according to a Gallup poll, and you have people on the left that tend to not believe in God as much, but they still believe in supernatural things. Now, the right might look at the left and say, you believe in supernatural things, that's the work of the devil. But if you look at the right, you can likewise ask the same question. Isn't believing in a, in, a, in a supreme being who is listening to your prayers and intervening, is that not supernatural? I think the right needs to consider that if we're speaking strictly along political lines, and I think the left needs to understand that what you're talking about in regards to the supernatural Is something that you cannot control, so you should not be tampering with the lower echelon of the supernatural realm and then furthermore dismissing that there's any supreme power or there's any overarching or overriding uh, force that controls that supernatural realm. Very dangerous. I think both perspectives are very dangerous. I think believing that God will answer your prayers directly is a little bit egocentric, Although, depending on how you define God, God could simply mean, you know, you look within yourself. Prayer is a form of meditation and concentration It's a form of magic. That would make more sense to me. But the right needs to understand that belief in God is a supernatural thing. And those on the other side of the spectrum need to understand that not believing in God is a very asinine thing to to preach when you likewise have a, a belief in ghosts and spirits and UFOs and aliens and, and, and all of this stuff. Now, if you go back to April around uh, Easter this year, there was a, an essay written in the New York Times, and the essay suggested, and, and this is the headline here In this time of war, referring to Ukraine and Russia, I propose we give up God. And that caused quite a bit of a stir, as you could imagine. And the reason that this author suggested that we should give up God was because God has caused a tremendous amount of suffering throughout human history. And God is a concept or an idea that needs to die. And I found it quite ironic that the author Shalom Oslander said, killing God is an idea I can get behind. And then ends with the word peace. That sounds like freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength, and and you know the rest. Killing God is an idea I can get behind. Let's kill God, but also peace. Now, the person who wrote this was proudly Jewish and uh, speaks to Egyptian history that the Egyptians took the corpses of Jewish slaves and put them under their buildings and said this type of sacrifice throughout history, the sacrifice of slaves, the sacrifice of the firstborn son in Egypt during the Exodus, that's 11.5, Exodus 11.5, that these are barbaric practices and that God is a very evil thing, a very evil character. And God should be killed to save mankind, to to protect mankind. However, I think a lot of Christians would probably agree with me that God doesn't order that type of thing because, well, this is where maybe where Christians will disagree with me. God is not a person. God is an idea or a concept that can be a projection of your inner self. It can be something you connect with at a higher level. God is not a being with a scepter. So God didn't put the corpses of Jewish slaves in Egyptian buildings. God didn't kill the, the firstborn in Egypt. I mean, maybe the Holy Ghost did, but what exactly is the Holy Ghost? What are these stories? I mean, what, what, what is that story? What is the Exodus other than a, a series of uh, dramas and action you know, and paranormal uh, things? I mean, sp- spreading the, 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 the blood of an animal on the doorframe to prevent the Holy Ghost from, from harming those in your household? I mean, what, that, that just sounds does sound pretty barbaric. But is it literal or is it a metaphor? See, I, my issue is I think a lot of times what we have happening is we have different religions that are warring with each other. And as, as much as Christianity and, and Judaism tends to get along – There certainly are a lot of Christians who don't like Jews, a lot of Jews who don't like Christians, and certainly a lot of Jews and Christians, Christians and Jews who do not like Muslims and vice versa. So you get these political battles and you get a Jewish author who's very proudly Jewish who says we need to get rid of God. We need to kill God in the same way that Christians have, especially right wing Christians, have been very, very adamant about doing something about Islam. And, uh, you know, stopping the spread of radical Islam and grouping together all Muslims in, in the radical group as if all Muslims believe in the same exact thing. It's, it's very strange, very, very strange. But now, less Americans than ever believe in God. Republicans believe more so in God. God answers their prayers, actually responds. And by any definition, this should be a really paranormal thing. It's a paranormal experience to have such divine communication. I think Democrats, on the other hand, tend to believe more directly in the paranormal and atheistic practices. Also, I found this very interesting. New research published in spirituality and clinical practice suggests that supernatural experiences are both a normal condition of life and a result of personality, ideology and culture. Calling such experiences haunted people syndrome. Haunted people syndrome. This is a real a real thing, haunted people syndrome, and it's basically the idea that everybody experiences paranormal things. So, Republicans, you know, experience paranormal things and God and the divine and prayer and answering prayers, and Democrats. And this is how they're breaking it down. This is not me politically breaking this down. And Democrats tend to believe, well, in things that are more paranormal as we define them in pop culture, but they tend to forget that. God is a divine thing. So, I mean, like rejecting God, accepting the paranormal, or accepting God and rejecting the paranormal, none of that really makes sense, but it it does make sense psychologically when you realize that people believe in what they believe in based on their personality, their ideology, their culture, what they've been brought up in. And perhaps, maybe more importantly, what within those cultures and ideologies and personalities, what they choose to reject. As a form of rebellion, especially when they're younger, which is perhaps why so many young people, according to Gallup, are dropping their belief in God. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. It's Goodwill Haunting here on the broadcast this evening. White Bat Audio is the music. The Secret Teachings.info is the website. There's more after this. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings Radio Show is on Facebook and
1: Twitter. Just search Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio
2: to tweet with us.
0: This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author
1: of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
2: From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings. Keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. You could listen to this.
0: And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence.
2: I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it.
0: I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist.
2: That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio.
0: Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live.
2: we have new research published in spirituality and clinical practice which talks about a new condition called haunted people syndrome. It's kind of a funny name. It basically references human psychology in defining how we explain and how we experience and how we choose to believe or disbelieve in supernatural experiences. The article says And the study, because it's a very lengthy study over about five years and 20 different peer-reviewed research papers, the study says that experiences of paranormal or supernatural things are a normal condition of life, and depending on what your background is, depending on what your prior belief is, your ideology, your religion, your culture, even your politics, These experiences can be shaped further, and you may believe in them, you may disbelieve in them, or you might have some other explanation for them. Beyond the background of why someone might choose to believe in something of a supernatural or paranormal origin is the rejection and rebellious attitude so common with the youth, which is why, according to a recent Gallup poll, it is the younger generation that tends to disbelieve in God. According to that Gallup poll, as we documented in the first segment, 81% of Americans say they believe in God, which sounds like a very high number, but it's at an all-time low. 81% believe in God in some capacity. I don't know how you define God. I explained earlier how I define God. I could define God in one word, reason, or I could choose the word logic or balance, objectivity. God is... God is morality. God is a lot of different things. Fifty different states and the District of Columbia were reported on in this Gallup poll, and they found that younger people tend to believe less in God. And not only younger people, but this is a quote from the author of the study. Adults that are very young, so young adults and people on the left of the political spectrum, liberals and Democrats. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about tonight was Democrats or Republicans. I, I just don't, I don't care to bring that into the conversation, but it seems to always make itself known. In fact, I did a show called The Politics of the Paranormal or Paranormal Politics, something to that effect. It's in the archive at thesecretteachings.info politics of religion i think maybe that was that was the name of it and uh, during that show i talked about how it feels or it seems that people who are on the left side of the political spectrum are much more likely to believe in ufo's and uaps and people that are on the right side of the spectrum tend to disbelieve in those things and that's why you have a lot of well politicians you have a lot of people that, um, well, they choose to score cheap political points with the subject of uFOs I mean, I Bill Clinton was just on the on the late night t v shows a few days ago, talking about area fifty one and this is one of those things where you know you've seen Hillary Clinton do it, you've seen Bill Clinton do it, former president, you've seen. A lot of politicians make these uh, claims or these statements that they're going to they're going to get access to uh, to the UFO information. They're going to disclose this information. And I mean, I really think it's just like a very cheap way of, of obtaining attention. It's a very cheap way of getting a viral video or, you know, talking. It's just a talking point. It doesn't it doesn't really mean anything. Um, but that, that tends to be on the political spectrum. That's what the left tends to do. The right tends to reject all those things in favor of this all-encompassing God figure. But it's pretty interesting that according to the Gallup poll, Republicans, although they believe in God and, well, they tend to reject those other abnormal things, they also are the most likely to believe that God listens to the prayers and God then, of course, intervenes on their behalf and, and answers those prayers, which I find to be pretty damn paranormal. You're praying to something. Some, you don't know what it is you're praying to. You think it's God. It could be anything, you, depending on where your your head is, consciously and subconsciously. And you're asking this supernatural being, this creator of everything, this architect of the universe to intervene on your behalf to intervene on your behalf and that's not abnormal that's not paranormal the work of god is not abnormal then what exactly is a miracle then what is a miracle a miracle is is not a natural thing that happens it's it's divine intervention right it's some form of event that is not explainable by nature or scientific laws a miracle by any definition would be an act of magic or a supernatural event. Whether it's a Mariana apparition or it's asking God to show you a sign and you believe that whatever it is that you're seeing is a sign. Maybe something moves or you see a, a series of numbers or it could be anything. Maybe you you find out that you're pregnant I mean, that would be considered a miracle, right? It's something that's, you know, well, we can explain how you get pregnant, but maybe you didn't think you could get pregnant. You prayed to God and suddenly you get pregnant. It's a miracle, right? It's a miracle. A miracle is a surprising and welcome event that is non-explainable by nature or scientific laws. It's considered the work of divine agency. So, therefore, by definition, if you believe in miracles, you must believe in the supernatural, It is required that you believe in the supernatural. Otherwise, a miracle ceases to be a miracle. A miracle without any supernatural conditions or supernatural background. A miracle then is no longer a divine thing. And it's no longer the work of a divine agency. It becomes quite mundane. Therefore, I would argue that anyone believing in God, believing in prayers and believing in God intervening on their behalf and likewise believing in miracles but then rejecting the supernatural by whatever definition the church has given you is actually fundamentally a rejection of the very core beliefs that you have. You cannot believe in divine agency and yet then reject supernatural or abnormal or paranormal things simply because of the label that the church has, usually the church, the church has defined as evil or pagan or Wiccan or something like that. I mean, if you believe in divine agency, you believe in miracles, you must fundamentally, by definition, by all standards, believe in the supernatural. You must believe in things like ghosts and spirits. I mean, what what is the Holy Spirit then? What is the essence that animates your body is that gross matter. I I find it so weird that people that are Christian or people that have this very fundamental belief in, in, in these rigid definitions of, of what we consider to be, well, for lack of a better word, perhaps what we consider to be just theology, you know, just religion tend to be very materialistic about it, tend to be very much like the scientists who tend to reject all things that are spiritual in favor of the material. And yet, just like those that reject the material, they tend to actually be quite adhering to the material. And those that reject the spiritual tend to be quite adhering to the spiritual. I don't know if that makes sense. Let me try to define it in a different way, explain it in a different way. Those that are very, very rejecting of the material world, that all believe in God, I'll have faith, etc., you believe in the spiritual essence this animating force right that animates the world but i mean that's not clearly you're in a you are not your body right you're in a body it's a vessel it's a temple so there there is a a way in which we can look at the world in a material form in a material capacity that we can uh, you know we can examine it we can correlate it we can try to Define it and understand it, and then that's all science is. That's all science is, and I believe in that capacity in the the standard definition. Science and religion. I, I think science can actually confirm what religious-minded people tend to believe, and and I think that religion can actually confirm what well now is the the pinnacle of of physics and science today, and that is you know multiple dimensions, higher higher forces and energies. Science is proving God. God is proving science. I, I think they're one in the same. Firmly. I, I I do. I actually, I'll take a stand on that. I actually believe that I think science and religion are one in the same. And I firmly believe that religion and the paranormal are one in the same. You, can, you cannot have a belief in divine agency and miracles and yet reject the work of supernatural things. Now, you might say that those supernatural things are the work of the devil. Fine, but they're still supernatural. They're still abnormal. They're still paranormal. They're still out of the ordinary. Many things that are non-explainable by the laws of of nature or science, although they, they could, of course, be explained if we were to study them and allow for... Definitions to be made and observations to be made rather than science simply rejecting those things, religion simply rejecting those things. And then you create this this other branch of of human investigation, which is like ghost hunting and paranormal investigations, which although a lot of the times do adhere to scientific processes, tend to be more like fantasy play and if if you bring the scientific method into those things and you bring the religious method into those things, I think it all comes together in a very, very nice, unified uh, understanding of what this thing is that we call life. What's it really all about? So that's my pitch. I, I think people that are religious, quote unquote, need to accept that belief in divine agency is a belief in the paranormal. If not, You've diminished the power of God and you've diminished the miracle wherever it's taken place, however it's taken place. And those that tend to believe more in the scientific realm need to acknowledge that as science progresses and we start to break apart the very fundamental basis of a physical reality, that there are forces that are far beyond our physical world. Scientists might not call them God. Maybe they call it the God particle. They don't call it God per se, but it's, it's the same thing. And that's, that's the shift that um, I think we're starting to see culturally and societally. And this Gallup poll that I've read you is an indicator of that. Less people believe in God than ever before recorded according to this poll. That's 81% who still believe in God, Most of those who have lost their faith tend to be young and tend to be, according to the author of the study, Jeffrey Jones, on the left of the political spectrum, liberals and Democrats. And of course, the Republicans believe in prayer and intervention from God and Christians tend to believe in miracles and things of that nature. Republicans tend to believe more in that, but they reject the paranormal wherein the left tends to accept the paranormal but reject God. And I don't think that you can have, you can't have the creator and divine agency, but then reject the creation of the creator and the miracles that the creator, you know, in overriding the laws of nature, the miracles of of the creator, you, you can't reject that. And likewise, you can't accept the miracles and the paranormal activity and the supernatural things, and then reject the creator. It, it, it doesn't really make any sense. And perhaps it's all just part of a cultural uh, d- 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 divide and conquer. Perhaps that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, but, but ultimately, it boils down to what this new research published in Spirituality and Clinical Practice defined as haunted people syndrome. Uh, just say, suggesting that supernatural experiences are a normal condition of life. Some will define them as science, some will define them as God, and they're a result of personality, ideology, religion, culture. And, of course, they're a result of rejecting those things because the youth tend to be less faithful to God, and the youth also, of course, classically and traditionally tend to rebel against the norm, against the status quo. And the norm for so long in America has been belief in God that the youth in particular, trained, conditioned, groomed or otherwise, tend to be very, very dismissive of God and very much believers in the supernatural, in the 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 Crowleyan, uh, domain of sex magic. And I mean, go to a bookstore and it's like every other book. Uh, that's not even in the spiritual section anymore. It's just every other book. It's like how to use herbs and how to use, uh, and how to use, uh, you know, different types of magical practices to get what you want. And here's love spells and here's a magical practice to make money. And that's as far as I'm concerned, having been an occultist for probably about eight, almost 10 years now, I've been doing radio longer, but I, I really kind of became, um, and a a cult uh, researcher about eight years ago, which is just, you know, really anthropology, symbolism, mythology, theology. It's really just all that mixed together as far as I'm concerned. And I've, I've never tried to use uh, the code of nature to get what I want. And I find that as dangerous when you say that you're going to use a binding spell to bind your political opponents. I find that as dangerous as people who kneel down on the side of their bed, clutch their hands, maybe they look up at the sky or their their roof of their house and they pray to God. God, please let me get that promotion. God, please let me get that new car. God, please let me get this or that. There's a way to pray that isn't asking for things like, God, please help me and support me in obtaining um, that which, you know. I wish to obtain a new job, whatever, like give me the strength, but it was just asking for things. I mean, that's that's what I thought prayer was when I was a kid. I, I didn't know what prayer was supposed to be, and I don't think a lot of people know what prayer is. Prayer is supposed to be meditation. It's supposed to be concentration. It's supposed to be a directionalizing of your will. You're asking for assistance, uh, higher energy, higher force, higher essence, God, or you know your holy guardian angel you're looking for a sign you're looking for intuition you're looking for something to tell you that you're doing the right thing you're on the right path and if things don't work out the way that they sh- you hope they work out they they should work out as as, as far as you're concerned then uh, it wasn't meant to be right it wasn't meant to be so prayer is 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 basically meditation it's basically uh a very small magical ceremony in which you call on higher powers to assist you, but you can't believe in prayer and then reject those higher powers. You can't believe in divine agency and, and, and miracles, but then reject those those higher powers. It, it's just it, it it's contradictory. It's hypocritical, and you can't believe in all those divine powers, divine essences, all those supernatural things and then furthermore try to use those things to get what you want politically or financially or maybe personally it's a love spell or hurt you want to hurt somebody because they did something to you that's not a good practice and any practitioner of magic will tell you that that will come back to harm you because ultimately you're dealing with the subconscious and you're dealing with parts of the mind that you're not fully in conscious control of so whatever you do to others that is harmful is going to reflect back on you. Especially like if you verbalize something, you tell somebody, you know, something very mean and and uh, ill-hearted and it doesn't affect them. Well, it comes back on you and you do that long enough and you become internally frail and decrepit and kind of, you know, you lose the luster and you lose the life you that's why i mean i really firmly believe that's why people who do really evil things i mean you look at some politicians some republicans some democrats i don't care what their political party is what their tie collar is you look at some of these people and like look at nancy pelosi look at um i mean hell you pick anybody look at these people they look like i i, I don't know they just look like they've they open the Ark of the Covenant or something. They look like their faces are melting off of them. I I have a hard time believing that's just simply from stress. I think when you do evil, you end up looking like Joe Biden. You look like the smiling man who's standing in the corner of the room with a hat on at three o'clock in the morning. You do evil. That's what you're going to look like. I mean, and I think the simplest proof of that is like, if you have a, you have a healthy woman who's pregnant because that's, you know, you, you, that's, that's who can get pregnant. You have a healthy woman who's pregnant and you know, you might not be attracted to her. It's not your partner, but you can recognize that a pregnant woman is, is beautiful. She's glowing. She's radiant. Even a woman on, you know, when she's ovulating, a woman is more, I mean, the body literally, it's a bio, biological thing. The body responds by trying to attract uh, you know, a, a mate. So a woman smells better. Or, you know, her breasts might be a little bit larger. Like that's a natural thing that's creating life. And when you destroy life, you end up looking like, you know, people like Nancy Pelosi, you <laughs> You end up looking like uh, Mitch McConnell. You, you you end up looking like Joe Biden. You look end up looking like uh, you know some of these evil pieces of garbage like Dick Cheney or Donald Rumsfeld, the the Aspartame man. You end up you just end up looking like George Bush Senior. You grabbing old women, you know, grabbing old old people's asses when you're an old man in a wheelchair. You know, you you just you're the epitome of of evil. It really, truly, honestly, sincerely. Manifests in those ways when you do evil as opposed to doing good. So, when you're trying to use supernatural forces to get what you want, it's one thing to pray for a new job or pray for assistance in acquiring that new job. That's all fine. But when you're trying to concentrate your energy with pictures and needles and candles and all kinds of other things and concentrate that on a political character, it's no different than praying it would be no different than praying god please smite my enemies it's very very repulsive and repugnant to those things which you proclaim to to be in communication with the, the divine you don't you don't talk to the divine like as if they're like you know it's like the mob or something like hey i i promise i'll go to church just strike down my enemies you know I'll do whatever you want. God, just make this thing happen. It's like the God is not the Don. God is not the Mafia. And 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 people that pray and do that kind of thing are no different than the people that. And this is probably the best example I've ever seen. Uh, there's there's whole books written on it, how to use you know wires or strings or ropes or candles or needles and pens and you know, maybe bobby pins how to use, uh, you know, everyday things around the house, little things, you know, use the elements, fire, water, air, earth, how to use these things to bind Republicans. It's, it's like every other bookshelf. I find, a, I find a book like that at a bookstore, and it's explicitly like how to bind Republicans, how to bind President Trump. You, you, do you think that's a good thing? You think not believing in God as young people and the left tend to not believe in God according to this Gallup poll, but then actively engaging in tampering with supernatural unseen forces to bring harm to your political nonetheless, political enemies, because they have views that you don't like. That's very, very dark magic. Very, very dark magic. And I mean, you want to see proof and example of that. I mean, look at Patrice Colors, the the founder of uh, Black, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, the the two of the founders, not only are they, you know, openly admitted Marxists, but they they literally practice, not that African religions are evil, but they literally they practice an old form of divinatory magic called Ifa, and within the Ifa religion, you know, there is um, there is a base to spirit worship and ancestral worship, but it also gets very dark very quickly, just like Christianity can get very dark very quickly if you don't understand what it is that you're, you're, you're doing. And they openly practice ephah. They, they openly pour out libations. This was in their words. They use the word libation, libations to, um, to the spirits of their ancestors. They, they actually openly admit that they practice necromancy, one of the women that founded Black Lives Matter said in an interview, and I have a montage of this called Black Magic Matters, kind of a funny title, and it's it's one of the founders saying that they, they pour out libations to the dead and that they, they they perform necromancy. They call on the dead to resurrect them to advance their political agenda. So what that tells me is you have Republicans who believe God answers their prayers, God listens to their prayers. And they believe in God. You have that's usually older Republicans. Then you have young Democrats who don't believe in God, but they believe in supernatural forces that they want to use, they intend to use to cast harm on Republicans or just their political enemies. As far as I'm concerned, if you're praying and you believe in miracles and divine agency, but you reject the supernatural, and if you are Rather than praying, you're concentrating your energy, which is the same as praying, on trying to bring harm to somebody. If you're doing those things to bring harm or to to get something without earning it, you're making a deal with the devil. I don't care if you call yourself Republican, Democrat. I don't care if you call yourself conservative, liberal. I don't care, I don't care if you call yourself a Christian or an atheist or an anarchist. I don't care what you call yourself. You don't dabble in the the paranormal. You don't dabble in the supernatural just to try to get things that you want, including, but not limited to, bringing harm to somebody because they have an R next to their name. That's very, very dark stuff. And it's all based, once again, on that which you accept as part of your personality, your ideology, your culture, and that which you reject as part of your personality, ideology, and culture. And now additional research, this article titled Supernatural Sociology, Americans' Belief in uh, Supernatural Things based on race and gender and all that, suggests something very similar, that social and personal conditions lead to such experiences that vary by race, education, gender, etc. Paranormal events, especially those more religiously oriented, have also been classified as part of a condition called Disassociative Trance and Possession Disorder or DTD personal experience, religion, and uh, politics political views all combine to determine the likelihood of abnormal events, their intensity and their meaning and their definition tonight goodwill haunting on the secret teachings, please subscribe to our archive, it's $40 for a year a special still running go to the website, donate through PayPal that's how we do it, we try to keep it very simple you get access to the full archive, the montages the digital books www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com the music white Bad audio there's a lot more after this stay with us you are listening to the secret teachings
1: to contact the show to share information and your opinion or give recommendations email rdgable at yahoo.com visit the facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info this is linda godfrey author of monsters among us and you are listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable
2: broadcasting from somewhere between heaven hell and purgatory it's the secret teachings on ground zero radio
0: release the kraken
1: Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. And you're listening to the Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host Ryan
0: Gable. Think about your hero when you're at Ground Zero and crawl out to the fallout back to me.
2: Attention! You are tuned into Restricted Airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio.
0: Yeah. Dance America.
1: Yeah,
0: this is America.
1: When we say the names, right? So we speak their names, we say her names, say their names, we do that all the time. That you kind of invoke that spirit, and then those spirits actually become present with you. As we come out, we pray for libation, we build with the community. We have looked to the northwest and called you in. We reject the Trinity and pray devoutly to you, great Pain. Give us your knowledge of all secret things. Hail Payment! Hail Pamer! I'm always you know, and, and, and my tradition, you offer things that your loved one who passed away would want, like honey or tobacco or things like that. And it's so important, not just for us to be in direct relationship to our people who've passed, but also for them to re- know they we've
2: remembered them. Ifa divination system, which makes use of an extensive corpus of texts and mathematical formulae, the word ifa refers to the mystical figure Aoife
1: or Odin Mila. Hashtags are for us are way more than a hashtag. It is literally almost resurrecting a spirit so it can work through us to get the work that we need to get done. I started to feel personally
2: connected and responsible and accountable to them. We actually do have an ideological frame
1: um, myself. We uh, are trained Marxists.
0: A very powerful person who's completely possessed by what's essentially the communist ideology. The IFA divination system is used whenever an important collective decision has to be made. The philosophy presumes that group identity is paramount. That's the fundamental philosophy that drove the Soviet Union and Maoist China. And it's the fundamental philosophy of the left-wing activists. It's identity politics.
1: Black Lives Matter has sixteen chapters in the United States and in Canada, which each chapter represents a name of a god or goddess in the Ifu religion called Odu Ifu, which has sixteen points, sixteen chapters of demonic possession. It's the it's the and it took almost a year for me to realize that this movement is much more than a racial and social justice movement at its core it's a spiritual
2: movement because
1: we're literally standing on spilled blood that is black, but all the powerful, magical mysteries
0: never a thing back. Drop your cult-like affiliation, right? Step out of the shadows, the demonic shadows, your ideological possession, and step forward as a fully developed person into the light.
1: that you kind of invoke that spirit and then those spirits actually become present with you. because we're literally standing on
2: spilled blood I'm Ryan Gable and this is the secret teachings radio hashtags used to resurrect spirits resurrecting the dead through cultural necromancy meme magic binding magic spiritual movements Under the guise of social movements, pouring out libations and spilt blood, part of a collective hive mind of identity politics, creating cult like ideology and followers to advance the agenda of those who are scripting the ceremony, scripting the ritual, scripting the practice. Again, this is The Secret Teachings, and I am Ryan Gable, your host. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever, and wherever you are listening. On Ground Zero Radio, as the show airs Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Pacific to midnight, right after Ground Zero and Clyde Lewis. Check out Clyde's archive over on Aftermath. Our archive here at The Secret Teachings is a little bit different. www.thesecretteachings.info You'll get access to montages like the one you just heard, plus our full archive without those annoying outside advertisements that you get otherwise listening to the show for free on the many radio and podcast players. And you'll also get access to digital copies of my books that I've written and published so that you can read those or download those. It's $40 for one year. When you support the show, you keep us on air Monday through Friday, and we greatly appreciate it can also buy those books separately. Check out our affiliate sponsors on the website, Transistor FM, which hosts our radio archive, and also Pro One Water Filters and the Tuttle Twins. Visit our website. Check all of that out today, www.thesecretteachings.info, plus find us on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio. We're just starting to build a following there, and facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings where we've been the longest, although I don't really use social media a lot. If you would like to contact us directly, shoot me an email at rdgable at yahoo.com and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Maybe you want to see some of the things that we're talking about tonight, such as this new poll from Gallup about belief in God. I'd be happy to send that to you. A new poll suggests from Gallup that fewer Americans believe in God than ever before with Democrats overwhelmingly losing faith and Republicans remaining firm believers. Republicans also were the most likely to believe that God listens to their prayers and furthermore actually responds. Now by any definition, this should be considered a paranormal experience to have such divine communication. After all, you can't believe in divine agency that is, miracles, without believing in supernatural things. Now, Democrats, on the other hand, and the youth, tend to believe more directly in the paranormal and atheistic practices. New research published in a journal called Spirituality and Clinical Practice, part of a five-year research program, culminating in 20 peer-reviewed research papers and a recent book called Ghosted, The authors, one of them, psychologist Brian Laith, describes something called Haunted People Syndrome, where he says haunting phenomena are complex intertwined phenomena involving personality, ideology, culture, and previous experience towards making sense of an event or series of events deemed haunting. Laith and his colleague suggest there are four core features of Haunted People Syndrome. This is from their research. Number one, the meaning-making or narrative created around haunting experiences is influenced by personal backgrounds, beliefs, and personality characteristics. Number two, anxiety and distress regarding hauntings are a function of the nature, closeness, and spontaneity of anomalous experiences. Number three, distress and unease make anomalous experiences more likely to occur And number four, anomalous experiences tend to be contagious, i.e. anomalous experiences can spread to others. Now that one I took particular interest in because anomalous experiences tend to be contagious. I've talked a lot about this on The Secret Teachings. I've been a huge proponent of something called psychic or social contagion. This is the idea that a culture is introduced to an idea and even without advertisement for it in the media or something, you know, like if, if it were a product. It's an idea that spreads rapidly throughout, throughout a society. Now, when you see cases of this, it, it could be something like, for example, in Hong Kong, about 25 or so years ago, they had very few, if any, documented cases of anorexia. One case in particular made the news at one point, and as a result of that case making the news, suddenly there was an explosion of anorexia in Hong Kong. Now, You could say part of that is attributed to the fact that, well, we have a definition and, a, and now a diagnosis of what anorexia is. So we start to define it, classify it, etc. But psychic or social contagion is something a little bit different. Psychic or social contagion is, well, it's basically what it says. It's the spread of behavior it's what it implies, the spread of behavior, social and cultural things that spread, behaviors, attitudes, etc., that spread through crowds and other types of social aggregates from one member to another. We've also seen throughout history similar forms of social contagion, such as the Tangika laughter epidemic back in 1962, an outbreak of mass hysteria or mass psychogenic illness, MPI. If you go back in history, you can also find dancing epidemics. Dancing epidemics going back to the 1500s, a dancing plague. Hundreds of people spontaneously began dancing. Some people actually died because they couldn't stop dancing. Dancing plague of 1518, the Tengika laughter epidemic of 1962. There's a whole bunch of others. There was even, there's even a TV show. And I found this very interesting. There's a TV show back. Um, I think it was the early two thousands. Uh, it's a TV show though. And, uh, it was about, there was an episode about this high school about these, uh, about these kids who got sick with some kind of illness. And it was totally fictitious. But people started to, kids who watched it, started to come down with the symptoms of this illness. Now, again, it wasn't a real illness. It was a fictional story on a TV show. But people started to have, um, have reactions and go to the hospital. Uh, there are other cases, like, for example, when Pokemon first came out and people were watching, you know, Pikachu, uh, Pikachu go Pika Pika and electricity would shoot out and be flashes of light on the screen very very simple scientific explanation why people were having um epileptic uh, seizures because of the flashes of light but at the time people were pouring into the hospitals across the country and even across the world i think more so across the world than in the united states and they were they were having these seizures and, and nobody could figure out why so many people were were coming down with this then it, then it was determined that it was because of it was correlated with the release of uh with pokemon So, you know, that's something that you can define scientifically, but it's still it's still like uh, it's a social contagion. It's the spread of behaviors, attitudes or effects through crowds and other types of social aggregates. It could be epilepsy or it could be a behavior. It could be laughter. It could be a dancing plague. And these aren't these things aren't confined to centuries and centuries and centuries ago. These events have been documented in the 20th century. In fact, one could argue that the hatred and the blind support for certain politicians or certain ideas is no different than a social contagion. The support that Donald Trump as a president had was really no different than the hatred that That man had. People had toward him. People still have such vile hatred for President Donald Trump that they react as if they're rabid animals. He's not the only one. People felt the same way about George Bush. People felt the same way about Barack Obama. People feel the same way about something as simple as. If you think about vaccines and disease. Somehow. Those on one side of the debate say that everybody who died during the last two or three years died of COVID-19, which is not true, statistically invalidated. But now you have people on the other side of the spectrum saying that everybody who dies now is dying of the vaccine. And neither one of those statements are true. Neither one of those beliefs are true. Have people been harmed by vaccines? Absolutely. Have people died from vaccines? Absolutely. That's publicly admitted in the mainstream, like the the federal government's own numbers, and when they're probably underreported. But that doesn't mean everybody's dying from vaccines. Doesn't mean everybody's not dying from diseases and vaccines. People die from other things. That's the social contagion. I mean, it goes so far as to when you try to tell people, listen, an insurrection is when people bring weapons and try to violently, aggressively murder, kill, rape, torture, pillage, whatever they got to do to overthrow the government. It's kind of what the Bolsheviks did in Russia in the early 20th century. That is an insurrection. People waving flags, hysterical as they might be, is not an insurrection. And then I asked this guy the other day, this guy named Greg Black, he's a UFO investigator, award-winning journalist. I asked this guy, I said, how, how is it that that's an insurrection, but riots for two years were not insurrection? And he says, You're parodying what Donald Trump said. And I said, Did Donald Trump say that? Because I don't support Donald Trump. I'm simply saying that how can burning down a building as a riot be considered a peaceful protest, but waving flags is considered an insurrection when the definition of the word doesn't even apply to the situation. You can call it whatever you want, but it's not an insurrection. And and, and immediately it's 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 the, the the symptom of a social contagion, a rabid, angry response to where I'm, he actually reported me to Twitter and, and got my account suspended because I, I that's this is what I said to the guy. And I asked him to debate it on the show. I asked Greg Black to come on the show and debate it. Greg Black wouldn't come on the show. He wouldn't come on the show and debate it with me. So he reported me to Twitter and then blocked me. That's, that's how people like this act. And I don't care if you're left, right, up, down, middle. I don't care what you are. It, it, it feels as if everybody is sick with some form of social psychic contagion. That's what it feels like. So going back to the spirituality and clinical practice, they define what they call haunted people syndrome as an anomalous experience that's contagious and that can spread to others. Has the subject of UFOs and UAPs not acted as if it were a contagious thing that spreads rapidly throughout culture where suddenly, you know, for years... I talked about UFOs and aliens and, you know, we used to interview, uh, you know, people like the former or late Jim Mars, former journalist Jim Mars, late Jim Mars. When he was alive, he was a good friend of ours. So we used to talk with him about aliens all the time, you know, alien agenda, occulted history. And then suddenly one day I wake up and there's a New York Times article and there's the, the this Pentagon program and Tic Tacs and that's all fine, but it's like everybody became concerned with that. Then the mainstream narrative started to run with that. And that made me, that made me concerned because like people that never had an interest in it suddenly had an interest when the CIA and the Pentagon got involved. Maybe that's because they trust those official sources. I don't know, but it feels like one of those contagious elements. I mean, by definition, I guess, according to this, this article, this is part of haunted people syndrome. The social and psychic contagion is part of haunted people syndrome. People are haunted uh, by these things that uh, behaviors, attitudes and effects. Number three on this list was distress and unease make anomalous experience more likely to occur. That's something that traditionally in paranormal investigations, of course, have, has been attributed to what some call the carry effect. If you've read the book or you've seen the movie, you know, especially young girls, but young people in general who are stressed, who are uneasy, who are, um, you know, afraid, worried, confused, tend to be associated with, or you can correlate um, paranormal phenomena with people that are in those, those mindsets, those, those states of, of um, their states of presence, those states of, of feeling and emotions. So you get everything from Telekinesis—you know, moving objects with your mind, and not even knowing you're doing that—to what, you know, what what some would generally call poltergeist activity. So, anxiety, stress, unease—these are all things that are classified uh, under haunted people syndrome. As much as what is your belief? What is your background? What is your personality? Um, what are your personality traits? What are your personality characteristics? Because. If you don't believe in uh, those types of things, then you'll classify them as demonic, perhaps. If you do believe in those kinds of things, you might, uh, simultaneously without realizing it, you might reject the supernatural in the form of, of a creator or of a god or of an architect, but then accept that architect or that creator's creation. What I mean by that is when you have For example, people that believe in the paranormal and the supernatural without God. They reject God, but they believe in the paranormal. Democrats tend to reject God statistically, but they believe in the paranormal, UFOs, UAPs. But that's akin to a belief in God, which Republicans tend to have, believing that God answers their prayers and listens. A belief in God without acknowledging the supernatural. It's a rejection, I believe, of the divine in both cases. If you believe in God and God working through you or answering your prayers, but you don't believe in further supernatural things, you don't believe in ghosts, you don't believe in, you must believe in divine intervention, you must believe in miracles. I mean, if you if you believe in God and you believe in miracles, you believe in prayer, but you don't believe in magic, which is the concentration of will, then you don't believe in prayer. And if you don't believe in divine, you know, essence, if you don't believe in divine agency, then you don't believe in prayer and uh, miracles. You, You can't have it both ways. You either believe in God, you believe in miracles, you believe in prayer, and therefore you believe in all the other things that you tend to reject because it's politically or culturally or religiously expedient, or you don't believe in anything. I mean, a a Christian who believes in God, who answers prayers and and believes in miracles is ultimately an atheist if they don't believe in the supernatural powers that influence and and direct the causes of nature. And those who believe in those things, you know, they're all about the four elements. Let me get a pinnacle. Let me get a bowl of salt. Let me let me get some uh, some red twine so I can bind this Donald Trump doll. People that believe in that are godless, heartless uh, heathens. As far as the, the 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 definitions are concerned, because you're rejecting the supernatural, you're rejecting the 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 organizer and the operator and the conductor of the supernatural. you're rejecting God's creation, and then you're trying to take the creation and make it your own. That's a godless heathenistic and very, very anti, not only anti, um, I, I would call it anti-religious, like atheistic, it's fundamentally anti-human like, you, you you have to put yourself in a position where you you can appreciate you can understand and you can you can acknowledge your positioning in the spiritual hierarchy because you are not as powerful as those forces that do not abide by the laws of nature and physics which is why you're not as powerful as those things that you call upon to do your bidding you can't call upon those things to do your bidding and then summarily reject the very creative essence and energy of the universe that is it's beyond atheistic. It's it's downright satanic. So no wonder, you know, Republicans and Christians tend to call liberal people satanic, because if you don't have God, but you believe in those things, it is very satanic. But likewise, if you have God, but reject the, the, the power of those things, yet you still believe in prayer and divine agency, then you're kind of missing the boat, too. And I know that this is something that some people don't want to hear because, well, I'm confused. Are you a Christian or are you not? And it's like, do you, do you not understand fundamentally what we're discussing? It's like you could say things like this to people and at the end of the conversation, rather than ha- even getting an acknowledgement of like, well, that's interesting. All you get is so, so you're not a Christian it's, it, it, because it's a freaking cult. I'm not saying Christians are in a cult. I'm not saying that Democrats are in a cult. I'm not saying Republicans. I'm not saying if you're atheistic, you're in a cult. I'm saying that if you do not accept the other elements within the world, whether they're physical or spiritual, you believe, I want to use magic for my benefit. I don't believe in God or I believe in God, but I don't believe in that magic stuff, but I am going to pray and, and, and believe in miracles. Then you're missing the whole point. You're missing the whole point. Period. Researchers, Brian Laith and his partner who did this study with him, Jim Horan, say, just like symptoms of the flu, the severity of the diagnosis is a function of the degree and rarity of symptoms and their length, referring to haunted people syndrome. Another important predicator of anomalous experience is transliminality. Transliminality, for those of you who don't know, refers to the boundary between Consciousness and unconsciousness. So it's referring to the psyche and it specifically focuses on that is um, trans liminality, extrasensory perception, out of body experiences and visionary like experiences in general. Now, these types of things, whether it's ghosts or shamans or whatever are very well documented all throughout history as are psychic contagions like laughter, epidemics, or dancing plagues, etc. And yet, despite hundreds of years of empirical, uh, empirical uh, psychological um, investigation, these things are not going away. They're still very much as present today as they were hundreds of years ago. Haunted People Syndrome is considered a cross-cultural commonality, a cross-cultural experience. And according to the researchers, according to Brian Leith, the psychologist, he says that this is something that should be treated as such, a common feature across the world throughout history and throughout all cultures that is a common experience that people have and it should not be dismissed out of hand Because it's something that everybody experiences. You just experience it a little bit differently depending on what your religion, what your culture, what your beliefs are. And additional research titled Supernatural Sociology, we're going to talk about when we come back from break. It details belief by race, ethnicity, gender, and education. So it's a kind of what people call quote unquote woke study but it, it details pretty much the same thing as these other two more I, I think more serious psychologists talked about as haunted people syndrome it's the idea that uh, social and personal conditions lead to experiences that vary by race, education and gender and these things can be defined within those groups obviously they can be rejected by other groups but the, the bottom line is as, as Brian Lath said we're all having the same experiences we can choose to call them whatever we want and we're never going to understand them until we accept that we might call them different things but we're all experiencing the same thing we're all connected to the same thing experiencing the same thing we need to understand that I'm Ryan Gable this is The Secret Teachings there's more after this don't go anywhere stay with us
0: Listening to the Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings.
2: It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio.
1: Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in soft cover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today.
0: Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence. (laughs)
1: This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
2: Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand-in-hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio.
1: Tell me the fairy tale again. I'm called Gretel, and this rough one here is my brother Hansel.
0: (laughs) She's keep her eyes closed. She only takes sacrifices. I can't look directly at you. Are you willing to forsake the path of light and follow the path of night? It's very it's very, it's
1: very careful with that, dear. I'd hate for you to start something you can't stop. <laughs> hey, you don't look at her, she can't imagine. Oh, God, my Lord, I now begin. I'll oh, help me and I'll lead my sin. For I repent and now shall be. from evil I will turn to thee. And we'll never shall destroy be,
0: from to be. This, is the this is your power
2: to see what is hidden and to take.
0: The demon's name gives us power over it. Almighty dark lord, oh, my dark lord, by
1: whom all things are set afire, are set fire. thy power Forever. be thy path, thy be path. Will, be will be my desire, hell as it is on
0: earth, hell as
2: on earth,
1: praise Satan, praise Satan, for you, Michael, it's all for you.
0: Demon's name gives us power over it. All that is left
1: is to make
0: her delicious. Your name gives me dominion over you, demon. And I do know your name. You are Balak! The
1: fire! The profane. You are Balak! Satan! Paimon, one of the eight kings of hell. There's something wrong here. But it's so pleasant. Where are all the animals? From where does she draw milk? <laughs> We reject the Trinity and pray devoutly to you, great Payman. Give us your knowledge of all secret things. Bring us honor, wealth, and good familiars. Bind all men to our will as we have bound ourselves for now and ever to yours.
2: I'm Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. New research published in Spirituality and Clinical Practice suggests that supernatural experiences are a normal condition of life and should be treated as such, and they're also a result of personality, ideology, religion, politics, culture, and translimality, which refers to psychic-like abilities or extrasensory perception. The researchers called these experiences haunted people syndrome, referring to both things that are stressful and anxiety-inducing that can cause anomalous experiences, think carry, as well as contagious experiences that we could refer to as psychic or social contagions such as the famous Tangika laughter epidemic in 1962 or certain dancing plagues in the 1500s. This research suggested that because these things are such normal conditions of life that we experience based on our religion, our culture, our ideology, our politics, etc., we shouldn't dismiss them and we should listen when people have these experiences and want to share them. Now, rejection of these cultural norms likely explains why, according to a recent Gallup poll, it is the younger generation that tends to reject a belief in God. Yet, as parallel evidence suggests, younger generations tend to accept and believe more in the supernatural and the paranormal, rejecting God as some archaic dinosaur-like thing of the past. According to a Gallup poll, 81% of Americans say they believe in God, but this is a decline from 10 years ago and it is the lowest percentage ever reported based on polling. Obviously, I think it's um, a lot fewer people than 81% who believe in God, but still a very low number compared to historical polls. And this was across all 50 states and the District of Columbia, all of which saw faith drastically falling. Belief in God has fallen the most in recent years, says Jeffrey Jones, author of the study, among young adults and people on the left of the political spectrum, liberals and Democrats. Those who identified as Democrats showed a 12% drop in their belief in God while those aged 18 to 29 represented the second biggest drop in faith with a 10% fall in belief in God since 2013 through 2017. Responders who identified as being on the right of the political divide were essentially unchanged in their belief, according to the poll. More than half of this group, about 54%, also thought God listened to their prayers and intervened in comparison to 32% of Democrats who believed the same. Now when younger people tend to reject cultural norms that could explain why so many young people tend to not believe in God or some form of God and likewise you know they want to be liberal and progressive in their approaches they don't want to do what their parents did they don't want to be dinosaurs right so they tend to be more liberal in in their political views regardless if they understand them or not However belief in prayer and Belief in divine agency, miracles, must be accompanied by the same belief in supernatural phenomena. I will fight this on the hill to the death. I don't care if you're a Christian with certain strict beliefs. You cannot believe in prayer which is directionalizing of will and intention, communicating to God or your higher self or whatever you want to call it, you can't believe in that. You can't believe in miracles, which are, by definition, something that is not explainable by the natural laws of the world or by the laws of physics. You can't believe in prayer and divine agency and miracles without believing in supernatural phenomena. They are one in the same whether it's a Mariana apparition or it's some sign that you believe God showed you. You have to believe, and you do indeed believe, whether you call it this or not. If you believe in prayer and miracles and, and, and apparitions and signs, then you do believe in supernatural phenomena, period. You might not like the word, but you do believe in that. Belief in magical practices that are more dark, as they tend to be, because those that practice magic otherwise don't tend to brag about it, those that practice magic that is more cultural and social, especially you know, selfish practices like love spells and I'm going to bind the president with this red wire and this orange man doll, which is a very popular thing still. You must accompany those beliefs as radically anti-nature as they tend to be. They are the antithesis of the natural order. You must accompany those beliefs by the same belief in a higher power. If you do not, you are dealing with very dangerous forces. Not because I'm a Christian and I believe anything that isn't God or the Bible must be dangerous, but because you're tampering with things that are notedly spiritual, supernatural, paranormal, and yet you're rejecting the very creator of those things. Now for some people. They tend to believe that. The spirit world doesn't necessarily exist either. And that there's really no point. There's really no intention to life. There's no intention you can create. Or you can project. Or you can, you can believe in. So life is really purposeless. Life is worthless. Very atheistic. Very anarchist like view. And because life is so purpos- uh, purposeless and so useless and so worthless and so, you know, irrelevant, then that shouldn't stop you from doing all the things you want to do and acquiring all the things that you desire and usually doing things that, well, they're probably a little bit grotesque or unsavory and getting what you want, which usually involves taking it from other people but to do those things because there's no purpose to life, there's no retribution. Like you're not going to, you're not going to uh, to feel the effects of your actions because there's there's just there's not there's not going to be any punishment. There's not going to be any form of uh, absolution. You have no need for absolution. You have no need for retribution. You are a free human, right? That's that's the satanic view. Now, I will distinguish that the LaVey Satanism tends to believe in, I mean, they use the symbols of Memento Mori because they believe that like the Masons do, which the Masons are not an evil satanic group, as far as I'm concerned, and, and who I've been in contact with, that they're not satanic, like I'm a Mason, I'm just not in a lodge, it's just the metaphor of building a better society, building a better self with individual actions, which are the bricks, and then you become a brick in the societal temple, which is ever unfinished because we're trying to build a better society. So it's not satanic, but some people could, of course, interpret it that way, which they do. So if you if you think about momenta mori and you think about those symbols, like they're reminders of death, right? Satanists that, that I've met don't always tend to be like, blood they want to drink blood and kill people like that's not a satanist a satanist believes that they have a right i mean i i I can't speak for all satanists of course but satanists tend to believe that they have a right to to do what they wish but a lot of satanists disavow harm to others so you know you have to just bounce the idea back there's plenty of christians that believe you know in in traditional christian values but they don't live by those values i mean there's some satanists that are more christian than some christians and there's some christians are more satanic than some satanists that's just how it is. But there, there are people, there are groups, there are ideologies that, um, I mean, we could pick and choose names. Uh, one of them I always, I always reference is uh, there's this guy, Sabate Savai, who was born in 1622. Black magician, a rabbi, and he claimed to be the Jewish Messiah. Later on, about 100 years later, Jacob Frank was born. He claimed to be a reincarnation of Sabbatai Zevi And he also claimed that he was the biblical patriarch Jacob. Now, Zevi led the largest messianic movement in Jewish history to return Jews to Palestine. At one point, he converted to Islam under the Sultan of Turkey, or the Turkey-based Ottoman Empire. And his followers did the same. They became known as Donma or Donmeh Jews to turn, Jews who turned coat. They became Muslims, at least for the image of it. Now, Donma became very powerful in politics and business because they basically just converted their, their, their religion with, with Islam. Zivai used the Jewish religion and his Messianic title because he believed you know, he's the Jewish Messiah to take Jewish beliefs and invert them. That in, that means inverting the traditional teachings of Judaism, uh, the laws of Judaism, inverting sexual taboos, inverting morality, and establishing um, you know this atheistic practice in which there's no such thing as guilt, there's no such thing as you know having to repent for a sin. Uh, debauchery became the highest order. I want you to hear that again. I'm going to explain that again. Zabate Zavai was a black magician, claimed to be the Jewish Messiah. This guy's a psychopath. Born in the 1600s, claimed not only was was he the Messiah, he took traditional Jewish values and overturned them. Now, anybody who's paying attention must look at the Catholic or the Baptist church or the Mormon church, any church, especially the baptists and the catholics because they're more in the news than ever and acknowledge that those institutions which they are institutions more so than, you know, beliefs and ideologies, they're institutions have been riddled like swiss cheese from top to bottom with not just things like pedophilia but they've been riddled with like some if you read the 300 predator priest report from the Pennsylvania grand jury what you find was they were taking little boys at the, at the churches. They were giving them little totems so that other priests would know what boy had been groomed and who they belonged to. They were making little boys get naked and pose as Christ on the cross, and then they would take pornographic photos and share them among the other priests. And nuns do the same thing. It's not just the priests. Nuns do the same thing. The priests rape the nuns. The nuns rape the children. It's one big ancestral uh, you know, d- 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 form of debauchery and, and evil. That's what you find in the church. That's what you find in these institutions. It's not that the institution or what it represents is bad. You know, it's evil. It's just that people use that institution. They invert the teachings and they use it to their political or personal or whatever benefit. In the same way that that Sabbatei Zevai inverted Jewish tradition and especially sexual taboos, getting rid of guilt and morality and ordering that debauchery was to be considered the 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 prime uh goal to live a life of debauchery so drugs sex but perverted things like not just taking something to make you feel good not just you know having sex with a bunch of people but like perversion uh, everything from bestiality To uh, homosexuality, not that that's necessarily, I mean, some people can argue it's a perversion. I mean, it's it's a perversion in the sense that it's not natural that it won't lead to procreation. But if you want to have gay sex, I personally don't care. That's not the point. The point is these things that are considered uh, traditional values, whether you or I believe them or not, were inverted so that the opposite was done intentionally as a form of debauchery, intentionally as a form of 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 disobeying God, whether that's the Jewish God, the Christian God, the Muslim God, you know, etc. Because the the Zivayan, uh, uh Jewish sect merged with Islam and became known as the Doma, which were, you know, this combination of the two different religions. And it was just like Islam. It, I mean, if you study Islam, Islam is not a, a horrific religion. Uh, the fundamental basis of Islam is not much different than Christianity. Uh, And the fundamentals of that, they're much different than Judaism, but it's still the same basis of morality and these traditional teachings and laws and sexual taboos, which were all inverted. And it's been done in Christianity. It's hell. It's been done in Buddhism. It's been done in Judaism. It's been done in Islam. Now, Zavai ordered his followers to only marry within the religion, which made it a cult, and exchanged traditional days of fasting with days of feasting so it was very crowly and it was very much obtaining as much as you can whatever you can whenever you can and 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 pleasuring yourself as often as possible in whatever way feasible later jacob frank who said he was a, a reincarnation of the biblical patriarch jacob uh he promoted further because he's supposed to, supposedly a reincarnation of the guy. Hundred years later, Zabate Zavai, Jacob Frank promoted human and animal sacrifices, and declared that the the force of evil in the world was the one true God. Now, according to the 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 the, the traditional story of Jacob Frank, if I remember this correctly, because I'm, I'm doing most of this from memory, I, I, I'm I'm hoping I'm getting all this accurate. Uh, Jacob Frank aligned with Meyer Amstel Rothschild, who, of course, created the Rothschild Financial Dynasty in Frankfurt, Germany. And he also made an alliance with Adam Weishaupt, who was the founder of the Bavarian Illuminati Order in 1776. So, in other words, Zabate Zavai and Jacob Frank, over a period of about 200 years, took traditional values and inverted them. Took traditional uh, sexual values, uh, values of marriage, uh, Traditional moral teachings, uh, the idea of guilt and sin, and they turned them upside down, even going so far as to promote things like human and animal sacrifice and the declaration of, of evil as the one true good in the world. Now, you can kind of see how, well, based on movies and TV shows and uh, I guess the, the, the overall ideology of a lot of the, the, the people that supposedly run the world and how they speak, that this tends to be the belief system, it seems. Of uh, most of the world's elite, it's a, what they call uh, Sabatian Frankism, or call it Zevianism, and call it whatever you want. But it's an inversion of reality. It's it's a promotion of debauchery. It's a promotion of all the all the horrific, uh, evil things in the world. So, moving away from from our main subject tonight, partly to get into what that is and what that means what is sabatian frankism or whatever you choose to call it isn't so much getting away from our main topic tonight which is the our topic or subject the goodwill hunting because ultimately you know all the things that we consider to be paranormal you know when we talk about people talk about bigfoot zombies they talk about uh, aliens ufos they talk about paranormal experiences these are all things that get grouped together and associated with evil practices. But again, if you believe in prayer and divine agency, you cannot reject supernatural things because you are rejecting the power of the very God that you believe in. Likewise, if you reject the power of God while trying to play and tamper and manipulate and utilize the creation of the creator to your own benefit, that will also come back to, to bite you pretty hard. There will be a reflex, uh, boomerang-like reaction naturally. Now, in today's world, you know, we, we, hear, about, we hear about things like um, meme magic and hashtag magic. And what do these things do? They influence the subconscious. They influence the conscious mind. They, they reduce our thinking uh, first and foremost. So we react to pictures and, you know, limited, um, limited words, you know, a certain number of characters you can type on Twitter. And it influences the popular culture. It influences the, the, the political culture. It influences the conscious and the subconscious minds. It is, in essence, magic. And those that control the hashtags and the memes are able to create uh, tempests, storms, and watch the public react to them. It's like when we call it a media frenzy or a media firestorm or wh- whatever you would choose to call it. I mean, This can be done with simply placing a hashtag, placing a meme. And contrary to popular belief, contrary to virtually everybody's belief, our world today is not less spiritual and more material. It's more spiritual today than perhaps it ever has been because we're using materiality to prove the existence of spiritual things. I mean, look what happened a few weeks ago in Warwickshire in in Britain. They burned this giant structure that was built by one of the people that does the Burning Man uh, festival this huge structure, they filled it with pictures and and text of people that supposedly died because of a particle from the pandemic. And look, if somebody, you know, died from COVID-19, that doesn't mean they died of COVID-19. You know, you have to actually look what is what is the actual cause of death? Did they die with something or did they die because of something? There's a huge difference. But they burned this thing in Warwickshire and all it was was a giant sacrifice Allowing the smoke to take up the victims into heaven, allowing the smoke to take up the messages into heaven to their loved ones. It's a giant ritual. (laughs) It's no different today than it was a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago. Today, it's not much different today. You know, and and we can culturally classify, you know, things like, you know, Bigfoot or zombies or we, we can classify these things as supernatural, paranormal, conspiratorial, whatever, Based on supernatural sociology, according to Dr. Tanya Silva and Ashley Wood, in a paper called Americans' Belief by Race, Ethnicity, Gender, and Education, perceptions of reality do not occur within a vacuum. Although most supernatural beliefs are not supported by modern science, which I would argue to disagree, they reflect collective social fears, desires, and perceptions of what it means to be human, which is you know, very similar to what the other authors, the other researchers said in Spirituality and Clinical Practice, that a lot of our beliefs, it's, it's, it's based on culture, it's based, it based on personality, based on ideology. It goes on to say, focusing on the ways in which supernatural beliefs vary by race, gender, and education, uh, education illuminates how views that are seemingly personal may, in fact, be shaped by social forces. Accordingly, our research question is, how do beliefs about fears and supernatural phenomena vary by race, ethnicity, gender, and education? Now, I don't know if there's some woke, if you will, I don't even like using that word, but woke angle to this, which at the end of the article, they suggest that the next one will be, the next study they do is going to be on how, how do bisexual people and gay people respond to this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, the, the point is, they're confirming also, of course, what any psychologist, any philosopher knows, like our beliefs are shaped by our culture, our our social beliefs, our religion, our politics, etc. I think that it can also go the other way, you know, that our our choice to believe in, you know, in God tends to bring us a more conservative view of the world, our belief in rejecting God, but a belief in the supernatural tends to bring us this more liberal view of the world. And that's both with and without politics. So it's interesting that, uh, these experiences that we have, uh, even, you know, a lot of psychologists are acknowledging this is something everybody, everybody experiences. Everybody has these experiences, if you're in Europe, if you're in uh, the Americas, if you're in South America, you're in North America, you're in Canada, you're in Asia, you're in Japan, you're in Australia, you, you, we have these experiences all throughout history, all throughout the world. I mean, if you want, you want evidence and proof of that, uh, the collective unconscious of Jung or the collective um, comparative religions of Joseph Campbell... I mean, we, humans have seen the same thing for hundreds, for thousands of years. We've called them different things, different languages, different words, but we've expressed them, although in different ways, essentially in the same way. I mean, all all, all the the various gods and goddesses, all the various uh, supernatural things, miracles, uh, ghosts, spirits, dream interpretation, which the Bible is filled with. These are things that cultures and societies have have. Uh, held as, you know, as a belief or as part of their culture for generation after generation after generation Some are more open to things like Mexican culture tends to be more open to uh, very spiritual practices, a lot more open to those practices than uh, here in in, in America. Uh, and depending on where you are in America, a lot of those practices are, are, are very strong. And a lot of those practices are kind of obscured by this idea that we should only pray to God and have a Bible and but again, you know, praying to God and believing in miracles is you just rejecting God's creation. Otherwise, if you don't believe in anything else, I think we have to accept all of it. If we don't accept all of it, we're we're just well by the implication of that we're missing the point. We're not going to we're not going to understand. And I think it's dangerous when we have yeah a lot of people that no longer believe in God, according to a Gallup poll. And they tend to be young, and they tend to be liberal, according to the article. That doesn't mean conservatives are better. It just, it just Conservatives need to acknowledge the supernatural, but those that don't believe in God, those that tend to be younger, those that tend to be liberal, also acknowledge the supernatural, but they reject God, which is a very dangerous thing, depending on how you define God. And over the last couple of years, going back to 2018, we've seen stories that the number of witches are on the rise across the United States. As millennials, according to Newsweek, in 2018, reject Christianity. An Atlantic article from 2020, two years later and two years ago, why witchcraft is on the rise. Americans' interest in spell casting tends to wax as instability rises and trust in establishment ideas plummet. Yes, because God has always considered been considered this established idea. So we trust in God, we believe in God. You know, it's on our money and all that. But I mean, ultimately, it's the 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 church catholic baptist church and um how that institution does not necessarily represent uh, you know everything that that uh god you know represents or the religion that they represent repre- you know represent as an institution represents as an idea um it, it's 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 the idea that you know it's a nation built on god but most of the founders were agnostic it's a it's a de- how do we define it that's that's the question how do you define god how do you define the supernatural i think that they need to be taken together. And I think we need to pay very close attention to how we pray, how we look at hashtags and meme magic, because a lot of this, in fact, almost all of it, is based on the supernatural. It's based on psychology. It's based on translimality. It's the difference in the connection between the conscious and unconscious minds. We need to understand that all this is part of the same fabric and breaking it down for politically or religiously or culturally or socially expedient revenues or avenues doesn't do anybody any good. We need to unify all of these ideas and thoughts together and it'll start to make a lot more sense. That is our goodwill haunting tonight on The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info That's www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com $40 for one year. Donate on our PayPal page at thesecretteachings.info. You get the show. Without those annoying advertisements, you get the montages, my digital books, and early access to the show, plus a private RSS feed. Otherwise, if you want to listen to the show with all the ads in it, search on the podcast radio player of your choice, and listen to the show there, and of course, download it as well, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. And... The reason I feel that tonight's subject is so important is because you have people that are, well, they're Frankists, they're Zivionists, and they choose to take honest beliefs and invert them for barbaric practices. It feels like, um, oh, that seems to be a cornerstone of of a lot of things that we are witnessing and experiencing in our culture, in our our society, in media, and even in politics. And, And we need to take a step back And really look at the situation again to understand what's happening. Magic is all around us. The supernatural is all around us. But likewise, God is all around us, whether you believe God or not. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast.